clams are back. Back with a vengeance. Clamming it up. Here's I got <laughs> I got new clams, so I got a clam big. Um you guys are rubbing clams and I got nothing. Yeah, we're, dude, we're clam, <laughs> clam slapping. Um all right, so it's like so you you know until it sleeps, right? Yeah. So tear me open, brutal dudes. For grounded sand in furniture, and the hurt still faints me. So hold me, I'm brutal, dudes. It hurts you, so hold me. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I hope that translates on the mic because otherwise it's gonna sound like so, like Hatfield regularly. <laughs> It's like so it's just, too loud sometimes. It's just gonna sound like Hatfield regularly. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is Petey Page. I am Mike. J Mac. Brutal dudes. Nice. I'm gonna make so many Metallica fans unhappy right now. I love that song. Until it's so sleeps. good. Yeah. Fuck fuck them if they get pissed. I'm a Metallica fan, so I can vouch. That fucking that album is a good album. Yeah. Two by four, that song kills, dude. I don't care if it's goofy. I was I just on it. another podcast, and the first thing I did, I sat down and they were rotating out guests. They were talking about Metallica, and I sat down. I was like, Load is a great album. <laughs> that was my my injection really into the everybody yeah. like, I love Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah. Comes out swinging. It's no fucking Saint Anger, but it's a great album. Because <laughs> 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 that's how he does like that squawk. Yeah, hit those high notes. I feel like people need like everybody shits on the the drum sound, and I get it. But why are we not talking about the weird voice Hetfield yeah. is doing in parts because of it when his voice is cracking and that's, stuff? That's the guy that was producing it. Told yeah, him should sing it like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I saw Saint Anger or, or uh, some yeah. kind of monster. Kind of monster. Yeah, he's like, like, that sounds great. And I'm like, is nobody going to stand up and be like, what if it doesn't though? I was like, Hetfield, that doesn't. Sound <laughs> what if it sounds like he's going through puberty at 45? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I I love the song, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like ah. Uh, I don't hate. I don't think Saint Anger is that we got way off fucking topic before we even started. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think Saint Anger is as bad as people make it out no, to be. No, I also don't think it's good though. So no, I'm not defending it. Not. Like this is a great record. Go yeah. listen to it. But it's also not the horrible, unlistenable thing people make it sound like. Yeah, listen. Here's the other thing that I'll say, and this is going to piss a lot of Metallica hardcore fans off. And I don't. Lulu was better. Is that what? Uh, no, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> but if you listen to the first two albums. Right, maybe the first three albums, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and And Justice for All. Okay, And Justice for All is the only album that has songs where you can listen all the way through, and every song is a banger. Right, Ride the Lightning. Some of those songs not that great. Trapped Under Ice. Like if you're a diehard Metallica fan and you like eat, sleep, breathe, and jizz Metallica, cool. Like you like all those songs. Some of them are not that good. They're just your basic generic shred metal songs. Some of the songs are phenomenal. For Whom the Bell Tolls, great song. Creeping Death, great song. Uh, Whip you're Lash, like, great you're song. like, I'll jizz a Kirk Hammett, but not a Lars Ulrich. Yeah. Uh, Robert Trujillo can catch one right in the mouth, but like all the rest of them are going to have to work to earn it. He is great. Where do you stand on Metallica, Pete? Um, so I went through a big phase, like as a teenager of really, I made like two albums worth of Metallica, just like picking and choosing songs. And then like 
Saint Anger came out and I downloaded it and like the whole Napster thing kind of left a bad taste in my mouth for some reason and I was just like you know so I downloaded all of Saint Anger I listened to it a few times and then I just kind of like fell off like I didn't listen to Death Magnetic I didn't really listen to I haven't really listened to anything since but I mean I'll 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 throw them on a, if I'm making like a metal playlist I'll throw them on like there's a few songs that still like stick with me like I think Ride the Lightning's amazing I think Battery's amazing um there's another there's another fucking uh, instrumental one that they do, uh, where it gets really quick. It's 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 like battery, but it's not battery. Um, newer? It's not newer. No. Uh, I can't fucking remember the name of it, but Orion. It might be Riot. Yeah. No, Orion or Call of the Call of Cthulhu. Uh. Instrumental. Trying to remember now. It's been a while. Remember, yeah. Couldn't tell you. Uh, do you still feel the same way about them with Napster? Because so there's if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of interesting and some kind of monster kind of t- touches on this too. There's a lot more behind that. That if you look at it now, I think you and I had this conversation a long like a while ago, Mike. But uh, a lot of that they were right, and they were right to be mad. Because like it evolved exactly how they said it was gonna, and oh, yeah. now bands have trouble making the type of money that they made off of their music because they didn't stem themselves from doing it. And it's like here's another thing: a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people don't acknowledge. ACDC did the same thing; they just didn't outwardly defend fighting for their money. ACDC wouldn't let Apple use their songs for years. And then Apple finally negotiated the rights to put ACDC on iTunes. And the reason I know this is because for years you couldn't get ACDC artwork on your iPod because they weren't sanctioned. You could load it up on CD. You couldn't buy it on iTunes. Then they finally broke down and 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 paid for it. Now you can get all their album artwork, but you couldn't get it for like forever because they would not allow their music to be played on Apple. Which- I... I- do remember like reading about that and like but if you um, look but a lot of like a lot of these the the youtube videos and stuff they talk about how like maybe metallica wasn't as much of an ass as much of assholes as we thought they were maybe they were just so forward thinking that we were all like fuck you dude you don't want us to have stuff for free it's like no as an i don't want to call myself an artist but like as somebody who creates things out of nothing and like doesn't like not being paid for them I kind of sympathize with them a lot more than I did back then when I was stealing music like crazy. Cause I totally did. I was a pirate. Like I didn't have a peg leg. I didn't have a pet parrot that talked. You know, I, had... I pirated the shit out of stuff. Well, you, and I think like, FBI too. I, I'm, I think so. Uh, my friend Sam says that piracy is preservation because it is like at this point in the game, like there are movies that you can't get unless you pirate them because of like rights and like who is holding on to what and who like like people like the higher ups at, at like five companies decide what gets to be streamed who gets to see what so like and and the same thing happens with like um you to I mean not to be too off topic but to go on to this like streaming and like preserving like media like 
there's a big issue with the Nintendo 3DS that happened a few months ago where they shut down the the shop. Like Nintendo was like, hey, not a lot of people use this anymore, so we're going to shut down the servers. And there were over like 2,500 games that would have been lost and gone forever. Um, a YouTuber went and he he bought all of them and had them saved to SD cards and then submitted it to a library as like, hey, this is the full 3DS library that exists. And if nobody would have done that, then you know, they're gone. Like, you know, something that somebody worked on and created and may have got some sort of money on or like really like are proud of this work. It's, it's, it's gone. It goes. And I, so I can see that argument to it. Um, I think a lot of people were really short-sighted during that time, during the Metallica's time. And when they were fighting, when, you know, a band would release an album and there'd be maybe two or three really good songs on an album of like 11 or 12 songs, you know, and people would get really fucking pissed off. It's like, well, none of these songs are really like what I'm into. And I just dropped like 15 bucks on an album where I'm only going to listen to these three songs. This is fucking stupid. Well, and I, and, and to a degree, I understand that too. And, you know, anything monetarily like is going to hurt you, but like, that's the risk that you take when you buy an album. Like you may not like the album. Like I feel like back in the seventies and even in like the fifties and sixties, like people understood that, like, you're dropping, you're going to pay for this album because you like the artist and you're hoping that all the songs are good, but like there may not be that many good songs on the album. And I mean, that's, I think that's a, that's a, an, an educated risk. And I, looking back, like, yeah, you know, I don't want to lose money. I don't want to waste money on stuff, but like, I don't think $15 is that much to ask to try the whole album. And even if there's two songs, you're like, man, why pay $15 for it? Like that sucks. I mean, I, I know some people definitely do feel that way, but like, I think that, I mean, you bring up like the fifties and sixties, the like bands weren't, weren't coming out with albums as frequently back then as they, as they were well, the in like the nineties and two thousands. I get what you're saying. They were singles. They were more singles based. Well, but also like, you know, bands like, uh, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think like if you, I don't know, I would be way more willing to sit down and put a fucking Santana album down and listen to it front to back than I would, uh, uh, a new Metallica album. Yeah, but see, is that because is that because but like is that because you just love Santana? Or no, is that I think because you're you're confident that that era is better than the era because that's not. I mean, there's people that probably would drop that type of money on a Post Malone album, and I can't stand Post Malone. But like, there's people that would pay that, or like Toby Keith, like right now because country is so big right now. Even yeah, though it's fucking stupid and, and ridiculous, but like they're but it's so big that people would drop that type of thing on an album. So like, I think that's more of a preference thing, but I get what you're saying. I would I, like, I, I would definitely put a Zeppelin album on and listen to it all the way through and probably get 90% of the album. Good. Yeah. Whereas as the album oriented rock got older, it became less about producing the best songs and more about producing the most content. Right. But then that also leads into now where it's like you're streaming everything. So people aren't really looking to make albums at all. They're just like, once I release this song, let me put it out on on the internet. Oh, I got this new song. Let me put it in the internet. Put it in the internet. And then you collect it. You know what I mean? Mike, you you probably got a good perspective on this because you do this. (laughs) It's a a real double-edged sword from an artist perspective because I I get people so not to get too far like behind the scenes stuff. I, I do about 2 million streams a month now of music. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. 
it's more so if you go by what spotify says more than 50 percent of artists on spotify they carry 11 million artists more than 50 percent of them will never have more than a thousand streams of their music ever like not a month not a like ever and that's the part of it that people don't understand um it's streaming is great in the sense that it it genuinely levels the playing field for artists because back when there was brick and mortar stores you literally had to fight for shelf space so it doesn't matter how popular my band is if it came down to me or metallica who they were going to put on the end cap it's always going to be metallica it's never going to be me so it levels the playing field in a big way it also makes it easier for artists to release music like 11 million people could have never released music back in the day because there was just a large hurdle to get to get through to get that the downside of that is again half of those people will never have more than a thousand plays if you take out the top 200 artists or whatever is on spotify who get millions and millions of streams a month the numbers drop really fast (laughs) once you get past those top few artists so like the average number of listeners on spotify a month is like a few thousand and that's for like the top half artists it's like a few thousand a month. So even at two million, which is financially not a huge amount that I make, yeah. it puts me in a an upper tier. And I'm not saying that's like pat myself on the back because I don't make tons of money off of it. Right. I'm just being honest about it. Like it puts me significantly further ahead than 10 million other bands. <laughs> so yeah. if I'm in the upper echelon and I live in a nice house and everything, but I'm not rich. Yeah. <laughs> like that means the vast majority of artists will never, ever, ever make a dime from making music. Yeah. Well, not only that, but even now the the, the guys that were making the super heavyweight money don't make that money. Don't make anymore. that much. And money. that's yeah. And that's that's the part that you hear the most about. And this is where it gets tough. What my thoughts on Metallica and the Napster thing is, you can be right and still come off like a dick. Though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. what ended up happening. They weren't wrong. They went about it in the worst possible way. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, a terrible way. But, but it, but also like, they stayed very on brand for me. Like, like they were always dicks. Yeah, like, the other, the other side of that though, where I say it's a double edged sword, is because there's a part of me though that also believes I would never have the listener base that i have if it wasn't for streaming right because if you're fighting for shelf space i'm not going to get that shelf gonna, space. Yeah, ever. and that's so this many people would have never found my music mm-hmm. if that was there yeah. wouldn't be two million people and I'm, and I'm, not saying that it, I'm not saying that it's bad either but no no yeah like, but i mean that's where it's like a double-edged sword yeah. because like sure i'll never make millions of dollars because of streaming would two million people a month give a shit that i exist though if streaming didn't happen would two million people be like, "I'll gamble twenty bucks on a CD and see what happens"? No. Well, and whatever the million of people that we have as brutal dudes, right? Would probably. I assume it's like 50, 60 million. It's got to be at conservatively. Least that. I mean, that's just a, that's a ballpark figure. Yeah. Speaking of ballparks and fans, as a beautiful transition, wasn't it, dude? I was, I had it. I was waiting Loved so it. hard for that. Loved I was like, it. I gotta cut that in. I didn't think seem I finished just now. Didn't seem <laughs> didn't didn't feel forced. Not appreciate that. No, fuck no. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but we had our one year anniversary podcast party at Shortown Ballpark with the Lakewood Blue Claws. I heard about that. The first thing I would like to do before we even get into any kind of discussion about how it went 
is to thank the Blue Claws. Uh, if they're listening to this, if, if for any reason they check this out, it was really a class act production. Like we had no hiccups. No, there was great. really nothing we have to maybe get not stale rolls for your buffet. But like other than that, I was so happy with how it went. Everything now was- now we're going to get nothing but stale rolls. Yeah, right. It was it was very good. Um, we're going to keep you in mind for future events. It was just a really really good time. Um, we all had a we all had a good time. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm um, because I'm really I'm I'm a little bit burnt of talking about it. I'm going to let you guys talk about your perspectives on it because um, it was it was it was kind of like a little bit my baby, and I'm glad that it. Wasn't a breach baby, is what I'll say. I'm glad that it came out head first. Claws first. Claws, claws first. first. Blue claws first. Blue claws first. Blue claws first. <laughs> uh, did you, Mike? Did you want to go or? Oh no, sir. You take it. Um. Yeah. No. I thought. Uh. I mean, I. This has been my third or fourth visit to the park. I do love the park. I love the energy at the Blue Claw Stadium. I do love the Blue Claws. Um. And again, I can reiterate. Thank you all for putting on. You know, the little touches, the little plaques showing that this is us having us up on the Jumbotron. Super nice. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it really went off without a hitch. The person who was like taking our tickets and giving us our wristbands, she was super sweet. Um, Alvina, I believe her name was. Shout out to Alvina. You rule. Um, you were cool shit. Yeah, kicking people yeah. out. You kept the little bastards from stealing, stealing our seats. I loved it. Oh, 100%. Um, and she knows you don't fuck with the brutal dudes. Right. Right. The brutal claws. Brew claws. Brew claws. Um Lakewood Brew Claws. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think uh I think it was a good you know, it was a good party. It was a good way to get people out and to kind of celebrate. Um I'm still kind of shocked that we've been doing this for a whole year. Um that's something that like blows my mind because it doesn't seem like a year. It seems like Seems like it's only been like a couple months, but like time flies and then you get old and die, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, suffice it to say, uh, yeah, would absolutely go back for another game. Would absolutely love to have another event there. Would love to do like a collector's box up in the top area and just be hoity toity and, and do all that. But um, that was my experience. Had a great time. And everyone that, you know, everyone that was with me, they they had a good time as well. There was no complaints. There was no issues. Before we before we move to you, Mike, that I just want to. I also would like to say to anybody that's listening that was there, and to anybody that was that's listening that wanted to be there and couldn't, we appreciate you all. Um, that's one thing about having a podcast for a year is I know we have a fan base. I know there's people that are listening that consistently listen, whether you're big, it's a big number or a small number. I, I love to believe that it's a big number, fifty million, at least fifty million. Um, so one to the to the to the forty nine million. million of you. Uh, that are out there right now. Um, Cause you know, I know not everybody can't listen at once. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say thank you for coming. Uh, we really appreciate that. And I said that I posted this on Facebook with the post. Uh, it really makes me feel good. That's something that we care about so much and put so much time and energy and effort into means something to you guys too. And the fact that you just came out showed us that, you know, it's not that it's, that it is there. And, and it and it makes us it makes us feel like 
all this this you know this banter and our and our shit talking is actually for a purpose and and having an effect so thank you for making us feel justified even though we didn't need your justification um because we're fully self-confident three self-confident uh males in a in a cisgendered world or whatever i'm starting to, i'm starting to ramble so i'm gonna pass i was it gonna like what it's <laughs> like, getting weird the now. this I'm is manifesto <laughs> I was like, wait, are you about to come out in front of us? What's happening? (laughs) What about this black on black crime? What about black on white crime? Is that the is that the guy from uh, Pantera? Pantera, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, so I I had an excellent time. I'm not a sports guy, as anybody who listens to our 50 million fans know. Uh not a sports guy, so I had a great time, and I think that. It's not just because obviously it was an event centered around us. It's not just because of that. It was it was genuinely a good time. It was a great I I had never heard of Blue Claws and never been to that park or anything like that, but it was a great park. I would go back just to go to a game. Yeah. Uh, my wife was already talking about bringing, you know, the nephews and niece out to a game or something like that or getting one of the fire pits or whatever it might be. My only complaint, and my role wasn't stale, so I guess I lucked out on that. But I was like one of the first people there, there yeah. too, and I got food right away. I was like, "Fuck this!" this is- <laughs> it's buffet, yeah, buffet. Not, like, me? fuck them. <laughs> like, I'm here first. That's how it works. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, all the food was great. And everything I saw the kids. So, in another like cordoned off picnic zone that was in front of us there was like a bunch of younger kids and they all had these frosted bats. Yeah. They were like two feet long and had some sort of drink in them that looked fucking awesome. And my wife wanted to go and get a t-shirt and I was like, get me one of those frosted bats. And she came back and she got herself the shirt, but couldn't find the frosted bat drinks. So I, I'm not saying we're going to get divorced, (laughs) (laughs) but if it ever happens, know that the blue claws caused that. But it's but, basically a, yeah. like a mutual separation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We're we're weighing our options right now because <laughs> I didn't get to try that drink. So I'm going to be going back, if nothing else, just to try that drink. But honestly, I, I really can't say enough about how nice the park was because it it's a baseball stadium, but it's not huge. So, I mean, you could yeah. get around it easy, but it still had a ton of stuff. Like it had the carnival games. It had the grass with the fire pit area it had a fucking mini golf course which was awesome Beer garden area yeah so i mean there was there was a ton of really cool stuff there and it wasn't huge like it was just perfectly set up the yeah. way everything is there so it was just really cool i would go back to another game and we lucked out to a degree too as uh pete had mentioned off mic like the weather was perfect was perfect yeah I, I was that was my my biggest worry was that it was going to be a shitty weather day um, cause it like, because it was such last minute, it was so, it was tough to get everybody like to fill out the tickets that we needed. And I was like, I, you know, if, if it's shitty weather, nobody's going to show up because who wants to drive and go. But like, that's, I, I always, I've always felt like this. I've been going to the stadium for 10 plus years. Like we went there, the re- the first time we went there was Ryan Howard. When he got injured, he was rehabbing in the minor leagues and they put you all the way through the minor league system. So he was there and I just went there to see Ryan Howard, my friend. And it was amazing. It was such a great time. And since then, we've been going. I mean, Jeremy and Sam and 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 Jimmy and we we all we all get together. And we go a bunch of times a year. 
And it's just such a good vibe at the park. Like the food is all good. The pizza place is good. The you get pork roll and cheese every time we go, and it's amazing. yep every time. Yeah, it looked very good. That's it was awesome. delicious. The, the food is the food is always top notch. Um, they have the the only other thing in the park that I've been trying to get them to do for years is to consistently have Dr Pepper. Like that's the only thing I ask is just please bring Dr Pepper to Blue Claws Park because it's my favorite soda. Is that a Coke product? Because yes. they seem it, Coke. well. So it's Dr Pepper is an independent product. Okay. And in different regions of the country, it's uh, they sell the rights to their distribution. So like, so Coke is like one of the distributors, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So it's like what's crazy is Coke right now in our area in Philadelphia, Philly Coke owns Dr Pepper rights. In Westchester, which is not very far from philly coke westchester and lancaster uh pepsi owns the distribution rights to dr pepper Hmm. so that's weird if you go to lancaster like where my grandma used to live in Ephrata, you can get a cube of dr pepper like you get pepsi cubes instead of 24 packs they're cubes what's a cube it's like a it's a it's a cube it's a cube of soda it's it's a 24 pack of soda but it's a cube oh um but pep that's a pepsi thing pepsi cubes mountain dew cubes you can get pepsi that way or dr pepper that way in Lancaster, you can't get that down here. You have to get a regular Coke 24 pack. This is the end.